Welcome to the Digital Ninjas podcast. Today, Corinne and I are discussing fashion and application trends in your development DevOps model. Although we are not inspired by Studio 54 like Fendi and 22, we are inspired by the Gartner 7. Join us to see if your DevOps organization is runway ready. Enjoy the episode. Corinne, development and deployment practices have pivoted to a DevOps model, which has become not only trendy, but it is a critical reassessment of the traditional IT culture for many organizations, and high IT performance may include those DevOps practices like continuous delivery and integration. Recently, I attended Gartner's webinar, Seven Disruptions You Might Not See Coming 2022 to 2027. And number seven was tech becomes disposable. As I was going through it, a question came to mind. Has throwaway fashion met the throwaway digital component? But before we get our ESG dander up, it was application layer and data delivery. Now quoting the slides here, what is disrupted? Application life cycles, local application on demand, application and data resources, project life cycles, and continuous evolution. And the key CIO takeaway, revamp software teams into product teams and rapid evolution of new outcomes. So Corinne, as our resident fashionista, share what other things in fashion, like fast fashion or circular economy, to improve the DevOps delivery cycle. Hi, Leah. This is a great topic to introduce to our listeners. I'm so thrilled to be talking about this with you today. Yes, I do like fashion. So thank you for calling me one of our uh, fashionistas at OBB. I do like style and clothing, and I am thoroughly impressed with the fashion companies that are staying up and up with the times of technology. I'll first talk about what fast fashion is all about. It is articles of clothing, accessories, etc., that are offered at affordable prices for that instant gratification. The downside is, is that there are some companies that are using it to create more disposable items. Companies are making clothing on the cheap. So you are, as a customer, getting that thrill and excitement of finding items of of your liking, ordering them, getting them delivered to your door, and wearing them once, and then throwing them away. I mean, clearly, that raises a lot of red flags for me. And I personally know a relative out there just cannot fathom wearing the same outfit to her place of business. So yeah, that is definitely throwing red flags in the ESG world. No, I'm with you. What is out there that, from an economic standpoint, that is driving change? On the other side of that, you have companies that are using that DevOps mentality, the idea of breaking down the traditional life cycle of clothing, using their applications, acquiring data and analytics, and transforming the fashion industry. We move away from the traditional factory model of raw materials, making an item, selling it, and then eventually that item gets tossed in the garbage. So we're moving away from that model 
into a more circular development. We gather data about our customers. We make items that are to their liking, that highly customer-centric article of clothing. It then is shipped out. It is enjoyed then can be sent back to those same retailers, recycling and continuing that life cycle of that product, collecting data along the way, reusing data, reusing product. I have a couple of examples to share with you if you're interested. Absolutely. Awesome. So I have participated in some of the fashion mail-away models. I've used Stitch Fix for acquiring clothing, and I'll talk to you about that in a minute. Another one that I have used before in the past is another mail order uh, type of service. So similar to Stitch Fix, you go online, you create a profile. So you're putting your personal data, not just your email, but what's your style, what's your genre. In fact, Stitch Fix also collects data through unstructured sources in the sense that they show you two pictures of, say, a T-shirt and say, which one would you wear? So they're collecting this as they set up your profile. Then you select your delivery method, you know, how many articles of, of clothing you want and when it to be de- delivered. Their algorithms are then selecting items that then go to a stylist who then can reject or accept what the data scientists have prepared for you and the stylist says, okay, yes, this outfit is, you know, his or her style. Let's ship this off. Then I receive a box. I go through the box. I try on the items and then they acquire more information by what I'm keeping, which, you know, I get charged for. And then I don't get charged for the, the items that go back. So they're collecting data in that regard as well. Then they're also following up and collecting data. Well, now that you've selected the items, what are you loving about them? Okay, these items we see you returned. Why? Why do you not like them? They are using the data to then increase that loyalty of wanting to buy from them again, as well as that relationship building between you, your stylist, and the company using AI in conjunction, you know, with a stylist to bring that loyalty together. So that's an example of how Stitch Fix uses their data in a use, reuse cycle. You may have started out with one piece of data in setting up your profile, but then you've got more data inputs along the life cycle of the journey of this loyalty relationship. Exactly where you're following the clothes, but also following the data, which I I absolutely adore. Further to the Gartner webinar, there was this slide that said, what if the tech industry further mirrors the fashion industry? So let's round robin this. I'm going to mention a fashion phrase, and then we're going to share some ideas on how it translates into the digital components. Are you ready, Corinne? Yes, I'm, I'm thrilled. Excellent. So the first phrase is hot culture. Did I pronounce that right? I believe so. My French accent is not very well. So I will give you a pass on that. Thank you, Corinne. Will we see brand shaming? Oh, you don't have blah, blah platform. Is that something where haute couture is now going to be in our data lingo? 
I think that's hilarious. I'm I'm not sure if it'll be in our data lingo, but I think the concept is definitely there. I won't be a name dropper right now, but we are hearing more and more IT data stack companies out there that are the it to have in a digital transformation or, or a, a transformative company, someone who is on the cutting edge. So I would agree with that. Yes. All right. Fantastic. The next phrase is diffusion lines like Imperial Armani, partnerships for high-end tech companies coming together. So I can see this in the data and AI-assisted cars, along with the, the data that it's gathering or updating. Like uh, I can hear someone say, oh, I have that AWS, right, Amazon uh, flavored Tesla or something to that effect. I definitely think so. We're seeing more and more companies that appear to be in different sort of segments merge so that they can leverage either the the data, data and analytics. Obviously, they go hand in hand. So I, I would agree with that. In fact, I, that's a very curious topic that you bring up. I definitely think it's a possibility and there's more to come on that. Fantastic. Uh, runways. So runways, meaning, um, like I mentioned, Fendi of 2022 um, and the diversity of models and runway models. And uh, definitely, I see that there are tech data platform runways for those that were either at South by or AWS reInvent. So you are seeing that kind of splashy runway. The only thing I'm not seeing are paparazzi cameras when um, data platforms take the stage. What do you think? I think that everything IT and data is becoming sexy. It's becoming more and more popular and more and more gravitating people to step up, to make it wow, interesting, and I feel that data and analytics is definitely bringing those companies to the runway because they're showing off the shiny and new, becoming popular in the sense that everybody is attending conferences or webinars. I'll give you an example. When Apple used to launch their products, their laptops, their iPhones, their technical products, it gravitated people to listen to these speakers and talk about what features are coming, it becoming that wow factor. People were waiting on lines for hours to get the new iPhone just to try out the new technology. We're seeing more heads of technology in the news lately. So yeah, that paparazzi is shortly following. Uh, I don't think that you're far off the mark there. We'll keep a lookout on those uh, runways for those data and digital components as well in the months and years to come. Last but not least, celebrity fans. Now, this is my favorite, right? Everybody loves a little fandom, and I totally can see the data-driven, sensor-enabled influencer saying, I am the I in IoT. What? I can totally see it. My only caveat here is product owners, pick your influencer wisely. An influencer in any capacity has a solemn responsibility to carefully consider the impact of their words and actions when the position of influencer does not shield them from any consequences, but it shines a spotlight brightly on them, their partners, their actions, their data for good or for the bad. Hashtag words matter. Hashtag 
big data, big influence, big impact. Hashtag use your influence for good. Corinne, share your thoughts. My final thoughts really are not necessarily about that fandom. For me personally, they're just people. And we hope to inspire that they continually leverage the the knowledge and the learning of, of how to acquire data in an ethical way and leverage the data, reuse the data, and that the human aspect is not lost in that fandom, is not lost in that aspiration to achieve more because humans are still part of this and we need to be responsible on how we use the technology. Thank you, Corinne. Well said. Data practitioners will definitely need to leverage all of these fashionable concepts we talked about today to fortify their teams and their data delivery. And as a reminder, OBV helps clients identify and document key gaps and inconsistencies for functionality and provides proposals to remediate, improve, enhance, and evolve processes within the digital components to continuously deliver value. And as we wrap up this episode, Corinne, in a tasteful bow made of the most sustainable verbal fabric, I offer the words of Bill Cunningham, an American fashion photographer for the New York Times, who said, fashion is the armor to survive the reality of everyday life. And for our digital ninjas out there, Data is the armor to survive the reality of everyday market competition. Data is the armor to survive the reality of everyday customer experience. Let us know what you think. Get in touch at openingbellventures.com or email us directly at digitalninjas at openingbellventures.com. We will put a link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to this podcast, repost, and like the episode. As always, we appreciate you every day of the week. See you on the next episode. Thank you. Bye.